You're listening to the greatest professional wrestler to ever walk planet Earth, Kate Mayfair. And this is my British wrestling journey. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dereef. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, O'Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Hello and welcome to my Brit Rest Journey on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Laughlin. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the greatest professional wrestler to ever walk planet Earth. Take me first. How are you doing, Stephen? At last, somebody gets it right. Thank you for knowing the truth. This can't be that hard, can it? Confirmed by Google. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm really good, too. Very well. Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good, man. I've been a fan of you for, it was great to finally see you live the other week. I've been a fan of yours for a while. So, but, so how's, um, 2022 been? Bless you. Thank you. Um, 2022 has, yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been, um, it's been, it's picked up momentum. I've got to hmm. say, um, you know, to backtrack slightly, 2020, all signs were, were pointing to the moon. I was, uh, I was really on a great trajectory. Uh, and then the only thing that could stop me, the only thing that could stop me breaking out was a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. And, uh, we got one. So they, they tried, uh, then I came, we came back to live shows properly in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some stuff going on, which I will not get into, but it was slow getting back to getting back, um, where I was. Um, I did get the progress one. Mm-hmm. But I still was unhappy with where we was at. And going into the new year, we didn't have too much like in the calendar. No. But I just had a uh, strong belief um, that this is my year. Uh, and it has, out of nowhere, picked up and is going, we're back on track. We're more than back on track. We are out shooting uh, anything we've ever been before. So how has 2022 been and going, is to your question. Fantastic. Great. As I said, it was great seeing you, finally seeing you live at TNT Commission against MPK last week. Um, you're a late replacement for Isaac North. Was that because of the relationship between Project Progress and TNT at UK Lib, or was it? Mm, I do not know exactly. It seems like I'm the, uh, the last minute savior, you know? The, the, <laughs> the, 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 it's happening a few times and I'm happy to step up, you know, at any, at any, at any time frame. Uh, and any minute's notice, I will get in the ring with anyone and, and scrap because this is what I love to do. And I'm a professional and I can, I can do it like that. Mm. Yeah, for be preferred. Um, anything to do with the, um, the, uh, the, the relationship between the two? Mm, potentially. I'm not sure how much is like backstage stuff between it always going to be said, but yeah. Um, but yeah, potentially. Yeah. I will say shout out to Jay at the, who's running the TNT because he is a fantastic guy and I think he's yeah. got his head screwed right and he runs a fantastic promotion. You know, as do Progress, I've, I've been a part of Progress, although the fans may not know this, for like three, four, four years now, mm-hmm. um, at every single show, uh, working for them in some capacity. So, yeah. Yeah, Jay's amazing. He's, he's upgraded us when we haven't got enough, enough money to let us come in. And pay him later, just on yeah, a short of that month. But he's, yeah, he's been great to me and my family. So. Top man. He's a top man. He's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned... So, yeah, so I first came with you whilst I was researching for an interview with somebody from UBW and saw you in the um, Flores Lava matches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, great. Did, were you at, so you weren't at that show, but you were doing some research I, for... I, was research, I think it was... For, was I a Sunset Skip? Mm. Or Jeffro maybe, or what? So there's somebody who predominantly works in GBW. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's the first time I saw you. And, yeah, and during the pandemic, my youngest got obsessed with just finding random rumbles. Yeah, so we've watched the floors blow up matches a lot. 
<laughs> so, so, and that's, that's, that, that's probably the deadliest rumble match I've ever been part of because in most of it, you know, you get thrown out the ring. It's a long way to fall. There's all kinds of things that can happen. But this one, literally burnt alive by molten lava. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I really enjoyed your match. Yeah, progress against Dean Ormark. Completely okay. different to the match against MVK. So, did you say very different? Yeah, I thought, I thought yeah, it was, it was great, both great matches, but they were very different. I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Dean Ormark. Yeah. Technically brilliant at everything, just turning ten into a thousand knots, but I've really enjoyed that match. Um, <laughs> he did tie me into some knots I've mm. never seen him before. <laughs> and that's, but that's the thing, you know, uh, you know, I am the greatest professional wrestler to ever walk planet Earth. It is a fact, we can go on Google and look at it ourselves mm. and see me as the very first thing you see and the only thing you see. Uh, so, to your point, yes, every match is different. I approach every fight different. I'm not a broken record that goes out there and does the same thing over and over again. I am the greatest professional wrestler to ever walk planet Earth. I can go in there with a big athletic dude like MDK in, in, in Liverpool and, and tear it up and pull moves out of the arsenal that we don't always see and, and, and bring a different style to beat a guy like that. And then I can get in there. You know, at the Electric Ballroom sold out on the WWE Network against a 22-year uh, veteran. Not 22 years old, he's a bit older than that, but you know what I mean, 22 years yeah. in the game. Um, and it, the, the game plan is different, and and the crowds are different, so, yeah, we have to approach every fight differently. It also felt amazing to be back at Progress in front of Progress fans, because to yes. Robert Hurt, a football team, they seem to be like the 12th man. Of progress. So, so. <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy the WWE Network shows, but there was something missing. I don't know what I think it was the, the fans. So, so. You're so right, man. It's such a it's such an integral part of progress. And I was backstage throughout the show, and I was you know, and I was going out and watching matches, and you know, the general talk around them, all the panel, and everyone was like, "Oh, the crowd are remembering what it is to be progress again." Yeah, and so, someone coined that phrase, and I was like. Yeah, that's so true. Because it's not just a wrestling show. No. It's a progress wrestling show. And, um, yeah, you, you're very right there. And, it, and, and, and the ballroom, it's my first one on the main card at the ballroom. Mm-hmm. But, um, I've actually performed in the electric ballroom for progress twice on the, on the pre-shows. Um, so I have history in there as a performer as well. And it was fantastic to be back there. It's such a great experience and many more to come. Yeah, so what was it like being on the WWE Network versus Big Guns Joe and for not being fans? Was it just, your, your character, you seem to feed off the, I don't want to say admiration, the opposite of admiration of the crowd. <laughs> the crowd <laughs> disliking you. <laughs> it, seems, it seems to feed your character. So how is it different? Well, um, well, it just meant I could talk more, more crap to Joe, um, <laughs> which was, which is great, and him hear it above the noise of the fans, you know. Um, I'd be able to, you know, at one point, I'm biting his ear, and I'm, I'm shouting in his ear, you're, you're a comedy wrestler, you're a joke, mate. And I'd tell him, tell the world how good I am. Tell the world how good I am. And thankfully, we had a fantastic commentary team, um, yeah, Hustle Malone. Oh, yeah, he's great. And, and Ollie, the mastermind, although I don't agree with all of his comments, um, uh, them being in in the building in the empty arena ones, um, you know, was also an atmosphere in which to bounce off really well, like you know, which which was good. But I I felt good going in there and and not having the fans try to put me off and try like you know chant these silly things at me like I'm I'm a I'm a they said I'm a poor Joey Essex and all of these things mean things. It felt good to be able to go in there and just beat a guy up like old times. Uh, and, and I will say this as well, like, people may look at the, the no fans, Peckham theatre <laughs> thing as like this, like, thing that's maybe, maybe they'll look at it, some people might look at it as like a lesser thing because the fans are such a big thing, right? But I, I, I was saying this never before in history, and probably not again, hopefully not again, not will we ever live in a time where professional wrestling exists in a space like that, exists in a, a theatre with no one else around but a film crew and a commentary team. Yes. So, hundreds of years from now, people are going to look back at Big Guns Joe versus Peyton Mayfair's 
in an empty arena match and go, wow, I've never seen a match like this, you know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, wasn't just wrestling, was it wasn't just football, the, the crazy results were happening because there was no fans. Yeah. The home teams would get battered 4, 5, 6 nil. It's like, because there's no, no fans there, it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> UFC, yeah, those are things, like, it's such a big, incredible part of it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> like, I yeah. think, like, would, would Conor and McGregor have got smashed by, uh, Dustin? If you follow your UFC stuff, if, if there wasn't, if there was a massive crowd there, would that have affected how, um, McGregor, McGregor's fan base behind and what looks it big part of his act. Yeah, yeah. Were there any matches or storylines in 2020 that you were particularly looking forward to that didn't happen? Or, I don't know if you can tell us this. That were meant to have happened in 2020. That they all got, um, there was going to be a lot more for Riptide, and Riptide was a company which I really enjoyed working for um, mm. because the, you know they looked after us all oh, so well. Good. The shows were great, the fans were great, and the production was fantastic. Like getting to watch that back and like have that in your highlight reel is definitely <laughs> a great one. And I got yeah. a match for them literally the week before lockdown, um, which will never see the light of day because I'm, because it's been recorded, but it's not been. Produced or what no. you know. <laughs> ah, I'm still show. hoping they come back. I hope it's like a see in a bit rather than a goodbye because I really enjoyed Riptide. So and my co-host Nick's local promotion, he loves them. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get down much? To it? I did. I never went. I watched it on was it on Turnbuckle TV. I think it was. was, it, was it? I, I watched it. I streamed their shows, but my co-host went to every show. He loved. Yeah, he loved it. So. Yeah, it was good. I, I don't know what the future is there. Um, other matches, I, I tell you what as well, literally a week after um, things were closed down, there was a new company starting up called Riot Cabaret. I, I, they emailed me a few times about still running, but, I still, but nothing is in confirmation yet. But they had booked me versus Carl Fletcher, and uh, <laughs> I was so up for that, man. I got to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Somebody's beef, you beefed up over lockdown, so it'll be a different match for you now compared to what he was quite fit. Skinny for pre or skinny for a wrestler pre up, wouldn't he? But he's even, yeah, he's even, you know, he's even bigger now, but <laughs> give a f- I don't care, mate. I'll still smash him. <laughs> I'm bigger too. Let's not be, yeah. let's not be silly. I'm bigger, I'm bigger and better sheep, and I'm a bit meaner, and I'm a lot more smarter than I was in 2020 as well, so, yeah. He's got his work cut out for him if he gets in the ring with me, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so you did have them 18 months to, like, rest your body and evaluate what kind of work worked well and hadn't worked well over the last couple of years. So did you make any tweaks to your character or movesets when you returned? Or? Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. I, uh, God, I, I, I went half insane on it. Like, I, I, I wrote pages. And I went through several books writing. I, I am the greatest professional wrestler who ever walked planet Earth, not by gimmick and not by... Accident. I, uh, I work real damn hard. I went through books, right? I tape studied several times a week. I, uh, was working out more than I've ever worked out. Um, yeah, learning new, uh, combat fighting skills Mm. as well, training in different martial arts. Um, and, and yeah, looking at the theory, looking at, um, how to manipulate my opponent's mind and, how to work around what the crowd are doing and, and, and really become even better, you know. Yeah. I wasn't calling myself or, you know, if you typed it in on Google or, you know, I was not the best professional, no. professional wrestler to ever walk down earth in 2020, but I sure as hell I am now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're teasing something that will happen on the 22nd of February 2022. All the you're allowed to, Yeah, all the twos a week today. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll recording. <laughs> so. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah. So are, we, are you allowed to tell us about that? Or? Yeah, I mean, I will say this. I will say that um, I think that the fans have a misconception of me. Hmm. Um, they chant a lot of mean things at me. They're very rude. Um, and I think that they pigeonhole me into something. Um and listen, I'm not, it's not a call to be asked, to be liked. I'm not asking for anyone to like me. If, if anything, uh, uh, you know, I'm pointing out why you don't like me. Yeah. Cause let's be honest, like, I'm not an idiot. I'm a very smart guy. Um, and I know why you don't like me. 
So I'm going to release something, and I'm basically going to just show you why you don't like me and tell you why you're wrong and why I am great and 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 just just make a statement that it is a matter of time until you all bow down and admit the taste of greatness. Right, so the next time I will see you live will be on the 13th of March. Yeah, ignition. Ignite the fire. You'll be against Big Guns Joe again. We can get your revenge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because last, last time, I've heard that you said he didn't beat you because he didn't pin you. Yeah, well, that's, well, that, uh, to be honest, I've been in a lot of fights over my time, uh, mm. and I've never heard of anyone in a, in a fight down the pub or at the park or outside a kebab shop ever, ever, ever claim to have beat someone by pu- putting them in the Boston Crab and making them tap mm. or pinning, you know what I mean? So, as far as I'm concerned, people can walk away with victories, victories, I put quotation marks <laughs> over me, but in, unless, unless you knock me out like a man, then, which no one has ever done, no. then, uh, then I do not believe you've beat me because I would have just got back up as I would at the pub and the rest of it, and I would have smacked you in the face and I would have ran your face into the curb and the pool table or whatever. You have not beat me. Big Gun Stroke has not beat me. He has never beat me, and he never would beat me. And at TNT, uh, when is it? March thirteenth. March thirteenth. Yeah. I'll smash his head so far through the through the turnbuckle that he won't be able to recall the date ever again. Big Dino. This is the professional Nathan Cruz, and you are listening to Broken but Glorious podcast because, like me, you are head to toe a pro. All right. So this part usually gives away your age. So who was your favorite wrestler growing up? <laughs> uh, or, uh, one, pick one. Do you know what? Probably the one that, like, early and was the most into at the time, uh, was probably Jeff Hardy. Yes. Yeah, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mid 20, early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Rock. Yeah. Those are my guys, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think first I'd ask this to every question. Everyone said for Jeff Hardy or Ray Mysterio. <laughs> yeah. I guess when you're a kid, like, what's cooler than that, right? They're my, they're my sons. My son's 17 this year, and they're, they're his favourite growing up. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Steel Primus as well, aren't they? Like, still, Ray is awesome. Yeah, my, my six-year-old yeah, he loves Ray Mysterio. He's one of his favourites. Yeah, he used to call everybody when he was little, little. Anybody had a mask on, he was just called a Ray. They're called a Ray, Rays. Any, any Ray, they're called Luchador's called Rays. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is one thing, I, I mentioned it online the other day. Um, I, people think I'm an arrogant guy, like, these, these fans, they think, I, but I'll tell you, I am truly humbled by the fact that every show I wrestle at, particularly the family ones, I look out into the audience and I see Rey Mysterio there every time. Yes. He comes to all of my matches. He comes to the meet and greet every time with his parents. I sign it for him. Yeah, Rey Mysterio, he is a big punter for the Mayfairs. Definitely. <laughs> so what prompted you to do on the tights and get in the ring yourself? Um, I just loved it, mate. Uh, truth, truthfully, uh, I, um, I got into it. It was the Attitude Era. That might give away my age a bit more. Um, and, um, and I, I, it was what was hot at the time, and I, I just yeah. I just fell in love with it, and you know obsessively so. Um, and I was always like looking up where can I train, what how can I do this, and I was always thinking I'm going to go to America. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to train with the Wild Samoans. I'm going to go to whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and lo and behold, it ended up being a school in London. I was 14 years old, and I was like, yeah. I I I I I got myself down there and I I started taking bumps and we would do like shoot wrestling matches and yeah <laughs> you know, it was it was a different world in Brit wrestling as well back then oh, so. <laughs> wild wild west lots of carnage and yeah ribs and and yeah just yeah I was yeah in there scrapping with full grown men and 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 I was on shows quick quickly afterwards I first like. Wearing a pair of tights and being out in the ring in front of people, be it a rumble, mm-hmm. was two weeks in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I have truly done this for a long time. Um, and, and what inspired me and what me to do it was, it was, it was purely that. I love the, the real for me. I love, I love performance. I love the escapism. I love, 
I love fighting as well. Like I've always watched martial arts films, boxing bouts. Mm. Um, my my father was a martial artist, so I did karate and, and martial arts when I was younger. My great uncles were Ben of the boxers. My grandfather was a, was a boxer. So yeah, it's always been something around, you know, which I love to do. Uh, and professional wrestling is just it's just really there's nothing else like it. There's no art form like it. So, fourteen-year-old taste was Jeff Hardy. You wanted to like mold your style, or do you want to be a bit more of a luchador when you started? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, High five. I, I wasn't going out there with this with the uh, football socks up the arms and, and like <laughs> yeah, what did he have? Netted vests. I wasn't doing that, but um, yeah. but I I was a lot more of a of a of a cruiserweight for sure. Uh, I was doing uh, yeah all the. Uh, Oh, the flips and springboards and uh, harakaranas, uh, drop salts, you know, the moonsault drop kicks, all of that stuff. Yeah, I did um, my, the highlight that I, that I boasted about was that I did a springboard dragon rana, which was a springboard front flip onto the shoulders and a harakarana yeah. backwards. Wow. <laughs> you would never see me do Well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll pull it out for a big one. But truthfully, I... Uh, I started training um, with a man named Barry Shalumbus, who was running SAS Wrestling at the time, and you know he was involved in um, bringing along the likes of Spud, you know, Spud, Drake Maverick, Dave Mastiff, uh, Martin Stone, who's uh, Danny Birch, uh, many, many, many names. Um, and he was like, "That's cool, but let's learn how to really work." Let's learn to really inflict some damage, how to really wind up the audience, how to like really taught me the art of pro wrestling. Um and uh and and yeah, yeah. Today I, I, I am damn good at the art of professional wrestling and I do not certainly do not need to uh, risk jumping up, springing off the top rope, doing a front flip to land on some guy's shoulders and then doing himself to take him uh around and take him down. I uh, I am good enough to punch a guy straight in the face. <laughs> if you ever book to win the progress title, that's the move you should use. <laughs> I'd be like, whoa! <laughs> well, I pulled out some moves at uh, TNT, which uh, you wouldn't normally see me do. So when that comes out on, does it come out on Powered Four TV? Is it? Coming out soon. Yeah, check that out. But um. Yeah, 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 you did a Canadian destroyer. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these things come out in times and places, you know, and sometimes you do need to dig into the arsenal and, and, and try different things to, to, to beat a guy. Um, even if it's just to take him off of, off of hmm. what he expects, right? And the fans too. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's certainly not something that I feel the need to do all the time. No. <laughs> so it was version one of Take Me Fair Life, like, for, like yeah, the evolution of your character from. <laughs> it's funny, right? Because uh, so yes, it's 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 an art form we're telling here, and but I see I see the characters as the same guy, hmm. but yeah, very different. So I mean, I actually, first started off, the promoter wanted me to be like a DJ gimmick, so maybe not this one. But I came out with like records and the headphones on and I was yeah. Like, yeah doing a scratching of a record as a taunt and did the worm you know <laughs> um what did I do the worm into I did the worm into like a um like a like a corkscrew Vader splash that was weird Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> again like pointless why I don't need to do the worm to do a corkscrew I could just I could just stomp the guy mm. um but yeah and especially those fans I, I don't need a pound as a fan um the first one was a DJ gimmick, uh, and then then I called Tate Mayfair as the uh, DJ. DJ Tate Morris. Ooh, I've got some footage of it. So my knowledge is not on the internet, <laughs> but I have got it. It's going to go in a documentary at some point. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, um, and and then and then and then it's the, the, the skater kid Tate Levine. He was a Real cocky little skater kid, um, used to come out, um, slowly through. So this is before Darby Allen and all the rest of it. I, yeah. I, I inspired these kids, you know, come out on a skateboard, give them this gesture. Um, I don't know how much we can talk about <laughs> Give them rude gestures. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah, and then, and, and beat them up, uh, and get into the, then I went away. So lots of things in my life 
Um, British wrestling, like I say, was very different at the time. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, I joked about it earlier, but it truly, there was a lot of dark, dark spaces in British wrestling. Um, and it was not a pleasant place to be, in all honesty. And when things closed down, places where I could, like, sort of train and wrestle at, like, and the only places that were left were places that was not comfortable at being at. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yeah, just other things come along. And truthfully, I, I was playing music, um, and, uh, I was partying a lot. And, uh, I got take, taken into all of that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to carry on wrestling. I never wanted to stop wrestling, but like I say, it was even move up the country and away from everyone uh, uh, and stop all, everything else I was doing, um, or go back to a wrestling company where I was not safe. Um, mm. So I was not interested in doing that. And I don't know. It just it just drifted away. I did the music, uh, and I did very well at that as well. Because yeah. everything I do, I do well. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, truthfully, I did well at that. Uh, wrestling character. So, that was the last one. And then when I came back, I came back as Tate Mayfair. And like I say, I believe that, that the Skater Kid Tate mm-hmm. Mayfair is the same person. Um, it's just that, like, he goes away on this excursion where he learns a lot of life lessons, um, gets into a lot of scraps, goes through hard times, overcomes and, um, makes himself wealthy and comes back ready to show the world how great he is. <laughs> and it's all it's that's the beautiful thing about art is that it is like there's a point, there's a there's a lot of truth in it and then you get to you know it's a combination, it's a combination yeah. right? Definitely. <laughs> so you have you have mentioned how have you found the well since we came back we did have those speaking out movements. So how have you found the dresser rooms and being backstage since you come back, you that's that's noticeable noticeable difference. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's just a lot, a lot more. Well, it's all the nice people there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's great. Um, you know, a lot of the landscape has changed. Like when I first came back, um, like I say, even when I first came back, compared to when I left you know, sort of drifted away from this thing, the landscape to me was huge. I was, like, hmm. I was like, I can't believe how nice everyone is now. I can't believe how well they <laughs> and, and that was, you know, in comparison to what I know before, and, and obviously people look at that and think that was pretty yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and they were right, but I'm saying in comparison. Um, but now, 2022, you know, following, like you say, um, it's even better. It's even better. Like, people are so supportive of each other. Um, um, people are like just just good people, exactly. and, and it's it's lovely to be a part of. Um, and a lot of people at the top have gone on to AEW, the WWE, and so you know the landscape has changed entirely. Um, yeah, they're saying when um, NXT UK came in, it would ruin Brit rest, but it kind of just took out the top level. Never just moved up a level. Yeah. And then when yeah. the Second Army came in, it basically did the same thing. Everyone, there was just more spaces for all these great wrestlers to actually fit back into. So it's been, yeah. It didn't take long for, for everyone to step up. Mm. It, it really didn't take long for everyone to step up. I mean, yeah, look at the shows we're putting on. Look at the shows we're putting on. I've loved it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pre, pre-lockdown, we probably went to about five or six shows a year. Yeah. We probably go at least two a month. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Cost me a fortune. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for your support, mate. It means a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. What else have you been to? We've uh, so we've been we go to every Wrestle Island. We've yeah. been to, to TNT Ignition, been to Mega Slam, there's mm. All Star <laughs> yeah. Tanya Wrestling. Yeah. That's a good that's a good mix as well. Nice mix of different types of shows as well. Yeah, but, um, when we went to Mega Slam, old, I think it was too, but my seven, my 16 year old was a bit too kiddie for him. He said yeah. he enjoyed the wrestling, but he didn't like being told to, when to cheer and stuff. <laughs> we want more. <laughs> yeah. We want more. But my six year old, that was, his, I think that was probably his favourite show of all time. He was like, come on, see Mega Slam. I was like, he loves it. Yeah, he's, oh, he loves it so much. I think they just miss live wrestling for the 18 months. 
So when they came back, we just, yeah, we just pretty much went to every show we could. So, <laughs> who were their favourites? Obviously me, other than me. Obviously. Other than you. Yeah. Ooh, um, my oldest, like, he likes Terry Isis, he likes Cameron Salas, uh, the kid like us too. Oh, what's that? Um, Scott Oberman. What's yeah. That's right. Crash Bows, I think what t-shirts he's got. Yeah. <laughs> Lexus Falcon. Oh, yeah. Lance Rivera, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. When me and my son played like the Lance Rivera fan club, because he yeah. does the podcast with us as well. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, some some shows it's just me, me and him cheering Lance and everyone else is doing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Great. Oh, that's good to know. That's good. Yeah, so, so looking forward maybe over the rest of the year, have you got like a, a list of opponents you want to face or have you got like a wish list? Or? I, I do, I do. Um, You know, and... I'm not going to sit here and go through a whole bunch of people I've got in in, in the crosshairs. Um, uh, but I, but what I will do is I'll name the top three. There's like a top three hit list. I want to fight. I want to fight Gabriel Kidd. Yes, I like him. Eddie Dennis. Ooh, yeah. They are allowed to get out there now. They just need to be cleared right, and they need to be paid mm-hmm. right. Yes. And Mark Haskins. Yeah, I saw, I saw Mark for the first time with TNT couple last month. Yeah, he was a late replacement for Bob, Robbie X. I was gutted because Robbie X was injured. I was like, oh. And then <laughs> Mark Haskins comes out. <laughs> I want to see you live, Yeah. <laughs> like, it's been at the RH thing. He's been sort of like in the way, but man, he's so good. Here's a little thing. Hmm. During lockdown, I actually, uh, I actually met up with, I never, well, we've been at progress shows before, but we, we weren't like close or anything, mm. but we met up us two, a guy named Sean, in the middle of nowhere. Full, it was full force wrestling, wherever, wherever that is. Yeah, that little unit. And yeah, me, me and Mark Haskins wrestled for about two hours solid with no, no break. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, in front of, in front of like just this guy called Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, there was no referee there to record. Um, a pinfall. There's no video footage there to, to record it. So I would just tell you that I I beat Mark Haskins <laughs> for two hours, and now it needs to happen in front of the world. So I, you know, I, I, I will... the one that has Voodoo as the champion. Sorry, is that one Wrestle Force when Voodoo is the champion? I'm trying to think of the right one. Oh no, it was a uh, oh. Full Force. And oh, Full Force. It was, a, it was a little bit of a drive for me, but it wasn't too far. It was maybe like. An hour and a half. Mm. Yeah, I think it's like it's it's not in London. <laughs> um, maybe it's like on the way to Wales. It's like full course wrestling. They have a unit. Oh, so anyway, that's not the important thing. The important thing is, is that I went toe to toe with Mark Gaston. Uh, I earned his respect. Um, and now uh, when you ask who, my, who 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 would I like to face this year, if I just if I just tell you about the, the, my three. The three I want to get this year, um, Eddie Dennis, yes, Gabriel Kidd, and Mark Casters. Oh. oh, any of them will be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. This is CJ Carter, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. Right, so if you're promoting for day, promoting in events, using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, associated with you in some way, if I give you a match type, you tell me who you put in that match? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, and if, as it's your show, you can make every match into gender, every match three-way, four-way, five-way, it's up to you. It's no, um, no budget. <laughs> add, add the silly stipulation into a match if you want, it's up to you. Sure, it's your show. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Oh, well, you didn't think about this enough, really. <laughs> <laughs> right, so who would be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? So I added another tag. I added another tag. Mm. Uh, we could always add more. And, um, yeah. It's because I want to see the Sunshine Machine Boys. Ooh, yeah. I love Dilly, and they're smashing it in the tag scene. Have you seen their matches recently? I've seen, I've seen the match of progress. Good Liker? Good Liker, Jim? Who did he face him? Yeah, the, well, at the ballroom they had um, the Smoking Aces. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, but, um, yeah I love that. They, they, they do. So. so I got them to, and it's against... Uh, they're, yeah, they're not, I guess they're, they, they are a tag team, but they're not like, they're also sing, mainly single guys. Mm. But, uh, Mills and OJMO. Ooh, that'd be a fun team. 
they've all trained, you know, amongst each other. Yeah. Um, and also I'm just going to add in there as a dig because OJMO is only really an opening card kind of guy, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> they can open the show. <laughs> That's uh, what will be in your comedy match. Comedy uh, so he's he's moved on now. He's not wrestling anymore, but I've gone for look, Santos Jr. Ah, yes. I hope he comes back. I love Santos Jr. <laughs> versus, versus, of course, Gene Money in... Yes. Did you? They did a fantastic bit in this reverse battle royal uh, mm. um, at Progress, and yeah, it was great. And I have laughed out loud at several of Gene's um, comedic matches and Santos. So I just, I just know that I don't think that they had a singles against one another, but I know that I will pay to see it. Definitely. Yeah, when, for, the first time we saw relations that might have to happen there. Mm. <laughs> I think maybe Gene's got to come out in, in, in multiple of his personalities. Maybe they all get locked up by, by Fintos, uh, by, by Santa. It could, it could be a goal in match, but he comes up, comes out as a different person, personality each time. Yeah. <laughs> it take a while to, in between each match. Santa takes him to jail each time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the first time we saw Gene, but he came out, my girlfriend hadn't seen him before, and she just was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but by the time he, Done half his entrance, got so big she got it. So she yeah, <laughs> got him <laughs> on the stairs, pulled up his big boy pants, and it was just. I think she just didn't see the visual of cub, um, pat, uh, sailor hat, dog collar, <laughs> um, was it fairy vest? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was just kind of yeah. It's a little bit of everything, but it's a yeah. lot of bit of awesome. Yeah, yeah. By the time she got the ring, she loved him. She was, she's got it. Oh. He's a he's a he's a great dude as well. Mm. You know, after that match that I had with Dean. Uh, yeah. At progress. And I came back through the curtain. The very first person waiting at the curtain was Mr. Gene Money. And he gave me a big hug and he said, You, sir, are a fantastic professional wrestler and you're a mm. superstar. And I went, you, I love you. You're a great dude. Yeah. I'm hoping to go to the CNT show where it's Gene Money versus Scotty Too Hotty with yeah. Bashing Moff as the yeah. referee. I was like, oh, I want to go to that one. You just know it's going to be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you ever sort it out as well, Gene Money versus uh, Sue Young at Riptide. Mm. It, they they just had some yeah crazy match. Definitely. <laughs> really worth it. I probably have watched it because I did I did watch all the Riptide shows. He's a, he's in a Ghostbusters outfit and he tries to <laughs> keep her up and it's, it's just brilliant. Uh, yeah. Your women's title match. Women's women's up. So um, there's many people you can go for, um, but um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Nina Samuels. Yes. Who I've trained with quite a bit. Um, and she's just a great girl and like, she's doing fantastic stuff with the Nina Samuels show. She's really very, very awesome there. Uh, and she's a fantastic wrestler. And I would like to see her, uh, go against Laura DiMatteo. Yes. That'll be fun. She has, I'm so glad that recently she picked up a, t- a big title win. Um, it's much deserved, but, but she, she's, she's a great wrestler and she's got fantastic babyface fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, seek out the match you get with her against Jordan Grace, uh, yeah, at, um, at, uh, your call. It's, it's really, really good. And her versus Nina would, would be dope. It'd be so Definitely. good. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm just hoping NXT UK goes back on the road. That's another show I've really enjoyed, but they're missing fans. It's, it's going on too long without fans at the moment. So, but. Well, there's a crowd there, but you're right. It's not, it's not the same as it's not the same as you know being in front of that big big audience. And when I think about NXT UK, like I just think about takeovers. I, I I think about um you know I think about uh, Eddie Dennis versus um uh, Dave Mastiff mm. at, at takeover. I think about Walter versus uh, Pete Dunne at takeover. About uh, about. Tyler Bate versus, uh, well, uh, about, about, well, I, what I really think about a lot is, uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews winning the tag titles in cards. Oh, that, that was fun. <laughs> what a pop. What a pop. Yeah, what a moment. And, and, and these guys are sh- and gals are so good at professional wrestling and it deserves to be in front of a, a, a live audience. Mm. Like a, a, a real, like, ticketed arena live audience because they, some of the best wrestlers in the world, legit, hands yeah. down, really, really are. They're they're responsible for 
all the buzz we have around the UK, you know. Yeah, because we had tickets to go see him live, and for some reason it didn't happen. The show didn't happen, I don't know whether it's because of COVID, but for some reason the, the Liverpool show got cancelled. Okay, your mid-card title match, so your workhorse title. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna throw another dig here. <laughs> I'm just doing it for fun, you know. <laughs> but we'll throw we'll throw uh, Gabriel Kidd in there because he's kind of a mid-card guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, and we'll have him against Pete Dunne. Ooh. <laughs> what a match. No one... What a match. Mm. As I put that together, I was like, damn, that's good. That's I good. should book more. <laughs> but I think that'd be a real cool match, right? Especially now. Yeah. yeah. The first time I saw Gabriel Kid live, it was an all-star show, and he teamed with Spider-Man and a fancy match. It's all gone downhill from now. There <laughs> So greatest, yeah, my oldest was nine then, so it was the greatest match he's ever seen. Spider Man's in it, so it was, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, the kid won't understand that, yeah. It, that, 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 to him, that's the biggest star on the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, we, we know the wrestler who what, portrayed Spider Man now, so you know, he's one of his favourite wrestlers. So it's um, <laughs> one of the first shows that I was on as a kid. Mm. Um, you know, that I was wrestling on when I was a kid. Um, Ross Jordan was Spider Man. RJ Singh. Yes. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was RJ Silver, who's Jin Ha now. He's Fessler's Jin Ha. RJ Silver was Spider Man. Maybe it's an RJ thing. Yeah, maybe. I'm a fan of Redman. Um, and hardcore extreme rules style match could go you could be as hardcore as you want if you want to death match you could definitely I think they might that. have had one at, 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 not a hardcore but a normal match but Robbo versus Darby Allen like they're both like hanging there match at super strong style but they're both like similar size Ooh. Robbo's mad as mad as anything uh, and you know that Darby Allen just has no regard for his body no. and I just think that'll be absolute carnage I'd love that it's a damn good card. Look at this. We open up the Sunshine Machine versus <laughs> Mills and OGMO. Mm-hmm. You know that's going to be all over the shop. Then you got then you got Santos Jr. versus Gene Money in a in a how many times can we imprison a version of Gene Money match? <laughs> then you got Laura DiMatteo versus Nina Samuels. Mm-hmm. Maybe do you know what that's going to be? It's going to start off as as Nina Samuels' show in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Laura DiMatteo is going to come out and then it'll burst into a fight and then oh. ding, 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 and then it turns into a real. And then after that... Gabriel Kidd for the speed on. Gabriel Kidd for the Half-time made of them. <laughs> and we come back and then it's, it's literally uh, Darby Allen versus Robbo. Robbo's coming out. He's got... He's, got, he's actually taped uh, light tubes to his forearm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And he makes a Sandman entrance, like drinking beer and smashing it over his head on the way down. <laughs> and then we got our tag title match. Tag right? title match. I think worldwide, mm-hmm. they're probably one of the greatest tag teams. And I'm one of them shames about how the NXT uh, um, UK roster is like hidden away a little. Mm-hmm. But like, they kind of get a little bit in the last couple of years. But like Mustache, M- Mustache Mountain, yes, uh, so damn good, and they have had my all-time favorite tag team match of all time, all time of all time. It's them versus Undisputed Era when when they have to throw in the towel. Yes. That match is professional wrestling. That match is one of the great. Forget it, tag team. That match is one of the greatest pro wrestling matches. Yeah, I miss them. Worlds collide pay per views. I'd love them. It was NXT this NXT UK also. They need to come back. It's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. All of them could retire. I actually spoke to Trent about this. I didn't say he can retire. But I spoke <laughs> about that match. And I think like you, anyone can retire and, and go, I have that match. Yeah. Like, I'm okay. But that is a damn, that is an incredible match. So I've got Mustache Mountain versus the Smoke in Aces. How about that? Ooh. The top one of the top tag team in the, in the UK Indies right now versus what you know the top UK tag team that would be a damn good match. I want to see their match from the Manchester Progress at 
the clips I've seen looks crazy, so I, I need to watch it when it's on WWE Network. It's good that it wasn't on last Saturday. I was like, oh, it will be on this Saturday, maybe. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, good things come to those you wait. And, yeah, all reports about that match was like, just, yeah, everyone was raving about it. So, obviously, you know, you know, you know the match before. is amazing on the British scene when it's all over Twitter, just clips of it everywhere. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it was when I saw that, I was like, pro- progress is 100% back. <laughs> the clips of that show coming through that and obviously I was unfortunately I couldn't be there because I was you know beating up MVK in Liverpool but um for TNT but when I seen those clips come through I was like wow it's it's on it's mm. on so, and it's your main event then it'll be the match that I proposed me versus Mark Haskins with Vicky at ringside oh <laughs> and you go over <laughs> two hour match <laughs> two hour match <laughs> I go over <laughs> yeah oh I don't know if Chase Alexander and he had he did the same thing it was just against every, every, every person who's trained him and he goes over it's like a seven, seven blood money. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's not a bad show <laughs> he's a good dude I met him at the uh, at the at the, um, the Liverpool show yeah he's a good dude we both have a uh, a common interest in in good martinis. Mm. Yeah, he's, he told me that. Yeah, when when he's come with the gimmick, he's just got to watch your job on the bar and incorporate that into your gimmick. So that's what he did. <laughs> 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 yeah, so yeah, well, it's like that for some people. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'd love this card. Get on to all your macaroons and to book it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that is a damn good card, man. Hmm. Who do we need to speak to to make this happen? AEW, remember the with Tony. <laughs> the NXT UK guys, we can sort that. Hmm. It's fairly possible. Yeah. You know what? Progress could book it. I'm just saying. Yeah, definitely. Oh. <laughs> There's so many people you got, you haven't put on who you've got. You, 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 you've worked with. Walter, you've worked with Sar Samuels, you've worked with all these other guys. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how good the scene is, and 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 yeah, like the, 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 you know, how fortunate I have been to, to the amount of people I have met and trained with and, and worked alongside and, and wrestled with. There is so many well superstars that, and, and incredible wrestlers that are not on this show. So, mm. if anything, Mark Haskins should be honoured to share the ring with me in, on this main event. So. <laughs> oh. Gabriel, Gabriel Kidd should be honoured to be given a mid-card match. <laughs> I said before, Gabe, do you want to make any social media? Any Mike Watson should be honoured to be have an opening match, you curtain joke for me. <laughs> I'm hoping there is, I want them to <laughs> Sorry, in, in closing. I said before we go, do you want to promote any social media or I've got all your merch for? Yeah, my merch is tatemayfairs.com. Got t shirts on there. The best t shirts in pro wrestling, I've got to say. Um, uh, and 8 and 8 by 10s gloss print. Mm-hmm. This is shiny. This is solid. Good quality card. Gloss print. Uh, signed uh, 8 by 10s with Tate Mayfairs. There's a few new ones coming out. Uh, like I say, t-shirts are on there. Best t-shirts in the country. Um, more coming. And on the socials, it's, it's as simple as it sounds. Tate Mayfairs mm. on all of them. Insta, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Clubhouse, Vivo, Friendster, <laughs> all, all the rest of it. So, um, so yeah, I, I got a few like film things coming up later in the year, but there's no point in me, me shouting about that now because You'll see them when they come out. Hmm. Um, you can see me on the WWE Network. Yes. Uh, I've got two matches on there already, and I will have many more as we continue to move into the future. Um, Is that like a, a bucket list thing for wrestlers these days, appear on the WWE Network? I don't know what anyone's <laughs> thing is, but for me personally, it tickles me. It tickles me the fact that I I can go on the WWE network and type my name in and I see it. Yeah, that does me well. I've been in a WWE advert mm-hmm. last year for NXT UK. Um, I was also on NXT UK as, a, as an extra in a scene of water, which is a seed planted for my inevitable uh, match with him. 
So I've been involved with that. It's just been mm-hmm. fun. So that way he had all the trainees and he was throwing them to him and he was, he was battered everyone. So yeah, but he didn't batter me, he just looked at me. <laughs> he just, he stared down with me. Mm. And as I recall, I was, you won't go back and watch it. I'm still looking at him. He turns around and walks away because he, he, he shouted at everyone. He got in my face. He looked at me and he went, Oh, I'm not about that. I'm not about that. I don't fancy it. And he turns around and walks up, gets in the ring and he batters Spike Chavez. So, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, he didn't want it. He didn't want it. Cool. So yeah. we mentioned your upcoming match, TNT, on the 13th of March. Where else can people see you in the near future? Uh, I am the Rumble All Nations champion, and I have a briefcase to cash in for the heavyweight championship as well to become the two-time, for the second time, mm-hmm. Big Daddy champ champ, two belt tape. I, ha- I was holding both titles um, earlier last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, still hold one. I'm coming back for the other. So all of their dates, you'll see me out because I'm running defending. Uh, I got um, DNA wrestling in the pipeline as well. Uh, and TNT and Progress. Premier Promotions, one of the old school wrestling companies with the rounds. I love doing that. That's Ooh, yeah. 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 Uh, as so every, as, every match is around? Other than the big ta- tag tag ones. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love doing that. And then there's other things as well. SWW, I, uh, I, I turned up in Cheltenham the other week. Beat up Nico Angelo, who's someone I've been wanting to beat up for a while. Yeah. Uh, stole his belt. <laughs> so I've got that. Um, and, and so, you know, if he wants it back, he's going to have to fetch it, but I'll, I'll be around. So mm. eventually me and him will clash at S, uh, SWW. Um, and, and a bunch of other ones which I will not, you know, so you, you will see, follow the socials and you will see as they come, as they come up. And follow the journey of the life of Tate Mayfair. So I document it all on the story on Insta. So it's all there. Ah, and 20, 20, uh, we already mentioned it earlier, but the 22nd and the 2nd, 22, quite potentially at 22 past 22, mm-hmm. I've got something to tell you all. So tune in and watch it and you will see that the whole world is talking about Tate Mayfair. Yeah, I can't wait for that. So I put links in the description to all your socials and to your store. I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, man. I hope we do it at, at a show, uh, uh, see each other at the shows, and maybe we can do a little post-match. Uh, that'd be great. That'd be fun.